We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's November 8th, it is 2023. We have 14 basketball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I wish it was a typo. I wish I said it wrong. <laughs> I didn't. It's 14 games. Joined today by my buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, we had Tuesday off for NBA purposes. That was kind of nice. But now we're back with 14 games. 12 games Monday, 14 games Wednesday. All right, NBA. I'm already over it. Let's spread them out. We got to spread these games out. Like, I uh, just eight to ten is just such a sweet spot. I hate these fourteen game slates. Yeah, this is going to be a brutal one. You're, there's going to be no shortage of value, no shortage of options. So, it's going to be difficult to sort through. We'll see what kind of injury news breaks throughout the day. But uh, yeah, I agree. The scheduling is really not great for for DFS. It's it's too much on Wednesday, and there's like nothing on Thursday, which is just I wish they would just split them up. I don't know why they don't, but we'll we'll go through it. We'll break it down. We might need an intermission here, a halftime, something like that. But this is this is going to be a marathon. So Florida back with a uh, sports but sports betting, um, and um, I'm super pumped about that. Hard Rock only app that's taking bets right now, but at least uh, something is better than nothing. So I'm super pumped. I just I bring this up because I, I just wanted to let you know. The first bet that I placed, um, you know, was Carolina money line tomorrow night for Thursday night football <laughs> against your uh, against your uh, Bears. So there the you problem go. is, Car- what an awful football game! Like, oh, I know football games oh. don't even get me started on this either. But come oh. on, like I would watch the Bears anyway because I'm a Bears fan. But like, this is not going to be a good football game. I know, and I got it was like plus one fifty. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, I get to bet against the Bears at plus money. <laughs> Where the Bears do you actually have have an incentive to win this one though, because we own Carolina's first round pick, so we we need to yeah. beat them and keep them in that that number one spot. I did I did notice that too, and um, I, I read a report that like Fields is getting close. Um, I, I think yeah. the opportunity for them to win is a lot higher. DJ Moore going back to Carolina, a bunch of bunch of storylines, but 
I'm a sucker. Let's do it. Listen, I'm already up some money on the NHL, so let's just <laughs> keep it rolling. Made some money on my season-long NASCAR bets. Um, I, dude, I, I ended the season plus 64 units for NASCAR. Um, Ooh, just, it was it was a stellar stellar finish to the year. I was like 30, 30 units over like the last like four weeks of the season. So um, a couple of outrights on the champ, I believe. Yeah, champ that, that and <laughs> back back to back outrights like the two weeks before that. Like I hit Blaney back to back weeks. It was really cool. So I am um I'm pumped for 2024 NASCAR. But let's get into some basketball. 14 games. We've already we've already too much we nonsense. Too much, yeah. too much nonsense. <laughs> Utah at Indiana taking on the Pacers, 243 and a half total. Highest total on the slate. First game off the, right off the bat. Um, Pacers a six-point favorite. Uh, the Utah side, Kessler is questionable. That's the only injury news uh, that we have for this entire game, which is always kind of nice. But Kessler being questionable obviously matters because he is someone that plays 25 to 30 minutes a night. So uh, that would be a huge replacement kind of candidate. And, I mean – Kelly Olynyk, what I would assume would be the guy, and he's really cheap. So uh, we're definitely watching this one. Pacers are terrible against centers. Uh, Keith, I mean, you um, marketing's expensive. Clarkson is kind of the sweet spot, but he really hasn't had like, I mean, he's had some upside. He just hasn't had consistency. I think it's Clarkson. And then if Kessler sits, Olenek, I think, is one of the top value plays on the slate. Um, he can stretch this team. He could have a big game here with 23 minutes. If he gets 30 minutes, he's going to have a monster one. Yeah, we we love the game environment here, right? Both of these teams are um, top 10 in pace. The Pacers play at the second fastest pace in the league, and both are bottom 10 in defensive rating. Um, let's see, Utah is, is third worst in the league so far this season. So definitely an awesome game environment. Massive total makes sense. I think we want to target some, I hate, I hate that it's in the early window here at the set at the seven o'clock games um, on a massive slate, but I don't think you can skip this one. Um, I, I like the Clarkson call that kind of the sweet spot of the pricing range. Agree that Olenek is an awesome value. If uh, Kessler does sit, Taylor Horton Tucker has been just not fun to roster this season. The minutes have been all over the place, but he's 5,600. I think you have to have some interest there. If he can get up to 30 minutes, he should smash in this spot. Um, I agree. Marking in a little, little pricey for my blood here on this slate, but it, it is a great matchup. Um, but I agree. Clarkson, Olenek, if uh, Kessler is out and a little bit of THT. This is one of those spots that like marking and does have that like 50 plus point ceiling. For sure. Um, so like, the price is up there, but like he he still could have a really solid game and pay off his price tag. I just I mean Clarkson's price is just nice, and this is going to be a back and forth, no defensive type of game. Those are the types of games that I like to play him in. Tht, like you said, consistency is not his thing. Um, I mean Clarkson and Tht are both very risky, but they both have upside. Um, so I, I think you're just kind of looking for the potential upside here on the Utah side and saving some money and. Again, if Kessler sits, if Kessler plays and he's good to go, I'd honestly I don't mind taking some shots on him because the matchup is really nice and they're gonna need size. Like the Pacers play big with Turner. So um yeah, the, definitely an interesting spot. We should also mention that if like Kessler sits, John Collins might get a few extra minutes um at six K. He might be another guy you could potentially take some shots on here. Uh Indiana side. 
I mean, Halliburton has been the man. Uh, this is a game where the triple-double upside is real. Uh, just the price is a lot, but, I mean, just his assist rate and everything has been fantastic. He has a 28% usage rate through the first few games here. Like, I think this is a great spot um, overall for Halliburton. It's just whether or not, like, you're going to have to, like, at the like 6.30, you're going to have to sit down and be like, all right, where are we at with these, like, high-end plays? And, like, he's going to be on that list. It's just whether or not, like, who gets ruled out, who plays, who doesn't play. Like, you know, does Anthony Davis sit? He's questionable. I mean, LeBron would be in that conversation. Um, there was another one. Oh, Phoenix situation. Booker's already out. Beal's questionable. Durant's in the conversation. So, like, you're going to have to look at the injury report here closer to lock. But, like, Halliburton has to be in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about the matchup already. Uh, Utah, third worst in defensive rating. Halliburton has been just smashing. Um, over, like, mid-40s assist rate last season. Over 50% assist rate this season. So, like, he's just going to keep getting dimes. Um, he can score as well. Um, even when he starts out slow, he ends up just – he ends up getting there. Uh, the game against Charlotte came to mind. Um, he he was really struggling at the half and then just smashed in, in the second half. So, Halliburton is, is one of the top spends on the slate, I think. Turner's price has come up a little bit, but I think there's still a little bit of upside there. Seven, he hit the seven K mark for the first time this season, um, but the the matchup is outstanding, especially if Kessler is out. I, th- I think you can really lean into some Turner here. Don't know how how far I go down to be, because of how how big the slate is, but definitely want some Halliburton and Turner. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, I mean, people need to be out. I feel like in the other situation, there's just too many mouths to feed. Um, like. Halliburton is a guy that's getting, you know, 11 plus assists a night. So like there's opportunity here for someone else to do well. Um, It's just like the minutes are so spread out. Maybe this is a spot like they, they need Obi Toppin size a little bit more. Um, But I could see them using like Neesmith against like a John Collins. So I just, I, I think you're just looking at Halliburton and Turner in this spot. Washington at Charlotte, 240 and a half. Charlotte, a three and a half point favorite, our second highest total on this slate. So back to back, the two highest totals on the slate. Um, the two total, the, the two, the only two totals over two thirty on the slate. These first two games, so like, hate stacking the seven o'clock games, but these two games are super juicy. Uh, Washington's good to go. Bridges, Cody Martin, and Terry Rozier out for Charlotte. We'll talk about that in just a second. We'll start here with the Washington side. A lot of mouths to feed, a lot of trying to figure out who's who and who's doing what. And, you know, Gafford played the other night and had a big game. Like, what are we doing with Washington? Yeah, I actually like this game even a little bit more than the the first game that we talked about. Both teams top four in pace, both teams bottom four in defensive rating. So these are two of the best teams to target in, in the entire league. Um, Washington is a tough team. Jordan Poole has been just awful to start this season. Um, starting to come around a little bit, shooting it a little bit better. Assist rate is starting to climb too. Yep, yep, six assists in each of the last two games. So I think the upside for Jordan Poole is tremendous in this matchup um, and at this price tag. He starts making that shot and and keeps getting six to six or seven assists. He's certainly playable. Kuzma always playable as well. Um, high ceiling there. Also, I think um, can get you possibly 10 boards should, should score over 20 points in this spot. So those are the two I'm really looking at. Um, like Gafford doesn't play enough minutes here. 
Um, he did play 30 in the last one, but I like I think 28, 26 is probably more where he settles in. Um, depending on how much value we get on the slate, I wouldn't hate some shots on Avdia if if we're really struggling for value. I just don't think we're going to be. I mean, it's a 14-game yeah, slate. I know there's a day off. I just don't see us, like, struggling for value. Like, even the other side of this game, we're going to have some value. Um, Sean in chat said Detroit's half of their team is out. There's, like, four teams on my notebook in front of me right here that filled up a hole across the sheet on, like, injury <laughs> reports. So, like, we have value. Whether or not it's good value or not, that's to be determined. Um, I'm with you on Jordan Poole. Like, like I said, his assist rate, the the usage, guys, like Kuzma and Poole, are both at like 28 and 29%. Like those are your two ceiling guys in this offense. This is going to be a high scoring game. I think both of these guys are fantastic. Um, very high on Kuzma in this spot. I think that he's someone you're definitely looking at uh, for like points. If you're in the betting market, I think his point prop is super interesting. I was looking to see if it was up yet. It doesn't look like it's out yet. Um, but that's one of the, Oh, it's at 22 and a half over uh, more. I'm taking it right now. Um, I think that's just too low for this spot in general. All right, Charlotte side of things. No Terry Rozier, huge. Um, Terry Rozier is not only a guy that gets usage, but he's putting up 15 plus shots on most nights, um, sometimes in the 20s. He just, he, he, I mean, this is a guy that plays 38 minutes almost every game, like in that range. So big injury replacement. The question is, do we think like it, it really like oh, my mind just tells me it has to be Brandon Miller, but he's already playing a bunch of minutes. Like, where are they going to add extra minutes for him? Um, Martin's out as well. Like, do we really think it's going to be like a Theo Maldon? Do we think Gordon Hayward gets extended maybe a few extra minutes? Do I really want to play him like 38 minutes? Like, this is where I was like struggling to like, oh, and not to overlook anything, Lonzo Ball is in a phenomenal spot. He's one of the top spend-ups on the slate. Lamelo, Lamelo Ball. Yeah. One of the top spend-ups on the slate. Um, yep. But, like, who who is getting that extra role? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, so we they actually happened, I believe it was Sunday, and they did start Brandon Miller, and he did play 36 minutes, but we saw the usage rate go way, way down, which makes sense, like, when you're the top scorer on the second unit compared to playing next to LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, who's going to take shots and PJ Washington, who's going to shoot like, so I, I actually like it better if Brandon Miller comes off the bench um, just because I think he would have more usage in that spot. He probably starts again. He's in play just because he's going to have 30 minutes. He's 5,800. Um, LaMelo is one of the top, top plays on the entire slate. I think you need to be looking very closely at Gordon Hayward and PJ Washington as well. Um, just everybody's ceiling gets raised here with Rozier out. He talked about his big usage rate. There's going to be more shots for these secondary players. Um, even Mark Williams, I think you can take some shots on at, at 6,100. Uh, minutes are a little bit all over the place, but he has potential to play 30. Um, Charlotte, probably the highest exposure team of the slate for me. You know, it's interesting. So I pulled up game flow really quick to look at um, Sunday's game with no Rozier. They checked out P.J. Washington and LaMelo Ball early in the first quarter, like a five-minute stint. And Brandon Miller actually had really good like looks. He just had a bad shooting game. Um, so maybe he's worth taking some shots on here, even if he does start. And like 
that role might be like because if he's on the floor with like Mark Williams, Gordon Hayward, it was Theo Maldon and JT uh, Thor that he was on the floor with when they did that. Like, and they did it in the second half too, so it wasn't just the first half. So, I mean, I don't know because they closed with PJ Washington over Brandon Miller in the first half when the game was super super competitive too. I, so overall, I think obviously I have a ton of interest in ball. I kind of have some slight interest in PJ Washington. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have interest in Miller. I have interest in Mark Williams as well. Um, I think this is a, a really interesting spot for Mark Williams because I think he'll fly under the radar overall here for Charlotte. But honestly, I don't know if I'm getting to really any of the like cheap, cheap plays here. Um, I don't think like they just, they rolled their four or five guys out for 35 minutes and called it a day. Um, and I, I don't see why they wouldn't do the same here. Good game to target though. This is a good game. Oh, yeah. Like we start with two of the best games here. Um, yep. as far as good basketball, we got Boston at Philadelphia, uh, two twenty-seven total here, Boston, a two point favorite, no injury report for either one of these teams. I know, if you look on DraftKings, White is questionable. He's probable to play. Uh, go Boston first here, Keith. I mean, overall, fantastic basketball game. Should be extremely competitive. Should be like playoff type atmosphere type of game when these two teams play each other. What do you like here for Boston? Yeah, two of the better teams in the East. Should be should be a great matchup here. Um, the problem is they both play pretty slow and they both play, play pretty good defense. So I don't know how heavily I'm going to target this game, um, I think you always have to have a little sprinkle of Tatum just because of his ceiling. Um, I think he's low owned in this spot as well, so it shouldn't be too hard to get over the field. Um, Jalen Brown's price is coming up with Porzingis there. I'm just not sure he hits his ceiling as often as we saw last year. Um, I think I'd lean to Porzingis in the the Brown versus Porzingis. They're virtually the same price. Drew had a, a big game here recently. I think the ceiling is kind of limited for him as well. Like they're just, they're a really solid team. Um, it's just hard to pick the guy that's going to go off each individually night, individual night. I'm not sure how much exposure I'm going to have for that reason. Massive slate, too many guys in, in great spots. So I think Tatum is, might be the only guy I get to. Yeah. So I think this is a really good spot for one of the wings to go off, whether it be Brown or Tatum. Um, Philadelphia, that's where they've really struggled this season so far is that like wing type of player. So I, I really do think like if you're like a 150 max person, I think getting exposure to both Tatum and Brown is how I would approach the slate. Um, if you're like a three entry max player, I mean, I, I could see, you know, maybe one team of each of these guys. Cause I, I really do think that, they're ceiling for one of these wing type guys. Um, but I mean, price wise, I'm with you. I like Drew. I think his price is phenomenal. Not the greatest spot in the world. I just, I see one of the wing guys. That's really been like the weak, weak point for Philadelphia so far this season is defending the wing, um, allowing three pointers from the wing. And it's a like Brooklyn. Brooklyn, for as like good as Finney Smith is on defense, they've allowed the most three pointers to wings this season so far. So, um, I, I would get exposure to Tatum and Brown. I like the price on Drew. I'm not touching the bench. It's a 14-game slate, and no. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Philadelphia side, I mean, very interested in Embiid in this spot. I always feel like these are the types of games that Embiid shows up and has those, like, monster, hey, I, I should be MVP type games. Um, I think Maxie's a little pricey. 
Boston's no slouch on defense, so like it's not the greatest matchup in the world for Maxi. I think I just play Embiid. Tobias has been playing really solid here. Um, I just think there's going to be better like options in this price range, and like until we see a consistent like 35 minutes a night from Ubre and like consistently scoring, I, I don't think we can go there. Um, I think it's Embiid for me. Yeah, Embiid for me, I think definitely makes the most sense. Um, just coming off a massive performance against Washington. Dropped 48 actual points. Don't expect that here against Boston, but he the minutes are what he should have here. Um, could see him playing upwards of 35, 36 minutes in this spot against Boston. It's a game that Philly wants to win. Like, like they're trying to make sure that everyone knows they're still competitive and they belong at the top of the Eastern Conference here. Um, Boston, obviously a, a, a close rival, but without Harden, I think they are going to want to prove something in this spot. So Embiid should should play a bunch, and the ceiling is massive, even in, even in the slower-paced matchup. I'm not all that interested in everything else, in anything else. Ubre, like you said, since jumping into the starting lineup, just didn't quite look like he had the same same um, role as he did off the bench. So I probably it's probably Embiid only for me here. I just I don't see a ton of upside outside of Embiid. That's my problem. Um, like Maxi, I think he has upside. I just don't know what it is at eighty two hundred on DraftKings. All right, Clippers at Brooklyn, two twenty eight total. Um, Clippers a four point favorite. Plumley is out for the Clippers and Claxton out for Brooklyn. Cam Johnson doubtful. Uh, Clippers first year uh, mess. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, it's just a mess. George, Harden, Kawhi, Westbrook, everyone's fighting for shots in Harden's first game. He only got nine of them, um, but he played 31 minutes, and I think that's enough minutes where it really – I mean, Paul George had, what, 27, and Kawhi was under 30. Um, I just – again, like Westbrook still played minutes, but just no production with all four of these guys playing. If anything here – I, just, I don't even know if this is necessarily the play, but like if anything, Zubak might get 30 to 35 minutes here um, just with like Plumlee out of this game. Like the minutes might be more secure for uh, for him, but I don't know if you're going to play Zubak on a 14-game slate. Yeah, I, I can't play any Clippers. They're, they're, they're all just overpriced with Harden in the mix now. Um, need to wait for the pricing to come down a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, the Zubots thing with Claxton still out on the Brooklyn side, I fear that this game This goes game small. could go small, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the only concern I have with Zubots. If he's playing 28 minutes, I like the price, but... 
Um, I am worried about it going small here, and I'm probably just completely out on the Clippers. I don't, okay, so 12, 14 game slate, but like if this game goes small, it's Norman Powell, right? Yep. I, I don't think it'd be Bones like Highland. I would assume it's Norman Powell getting like the 28 minute type of game. Um, 4,400, I don't think he's the craziest idea. But again, like <laughs> you're fighting with four shooters. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like as much as like we don't want to like say Russell Westbrook's like a, a shooter, <laughs> he's gonna shoot too, the ball hog too. Oh, what a terrible team! This team's not gonna play any defense. <laughs> this team's not gonna play any defense whatsoever. Oh, all right, Brooklyn side of this game. Hey, the no defense Clippers. That's what we should call them this year because they're not playing any defense. Like, where are they at in defensive rating right now? They are, um. Clippers. Why can't I read? Uh, let's see here. Um. Oh, they're fifth in defensive rating. Anyone who want to take bets on where they finish? I bet you they're bottom ten by the by the All Star break. <laughs> Just saying. All right. I'm semi joking, but not really. Brooklyn side of this game. Um. I mean, another team that's kind of priced up a little bit. I mean, Dinwiddie, like, we're just waiting for that game. And I played him last time out against the Bucks, Waiting for it to happen. Um, what are your thoughts here on Brooklyn? Yeah, I like the Dinwiddie call. And, I mean, you look at their, their guards on the other side, it's Harden and Westbrook, to your point about the Clippers not playing defense. Like, Kawhi and PG can still play some defense. Uh, but the two guards are not going to. So I, I like the Dinwiddie call. Bridges price is a little hefty. Um, not the best game environment here. Um, I think Finney Smith, just the way he's been playing, you can take some shots there. Uh, he's been seeing massive minutes, 37 in each of the last two. So as long as Claxton remains out, he's playing a little bit of five. Um, so like you don't think of Finney Smith as a big producer, but he's he's been better here recently. Uh, and, and without Claxton, I like him at the five. Don't think I'm doing anything else. Simmons' price is up. He's been playing great this year, but now that he's his prices adjusted, I, I'll probably sit it out until it comes back down a little bit. Yeah, and to the question in chat, Derek said, um, Dinwiddie didn't play the fourth quarter in a tight game. Anyone know why? <laughs> no. Um, like, because he closed the first half, right? He closed. He played his normal nine-minute rotation, and then he came back. So he played 15 first-half minutes. Um and then, like, he played eight minutes and never checked back in. So, um, and, like, they checked in, like, Lonnie Walker. They took Sharp or um, O'Neal off the floor and checked in, uh, in Lonnie Walker. Uh, they've been closing, like, with Ben Simmons off the floor. They didn't do that. So, I don't know if Brooklyn knows their rotations, um, to be fair. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. So, I think, like, if you're... If you're looking for like minutes and ceiling, it's probably Cam Thomas because like he his minutes have been uber consistent and like I think he has the highest ceiling as far as minutes are concerned. If you're looking for like a defensive bump in this game, maybe Finney Smith has like a 35 plus point fantasy game here. But um, yeah, I mean overall, I don't hate this spot for Brooklyn. It's just you can't trust anything minutes wise. But we're also like Dinwiddie's price is priced that in now. Like he he's price down because the minutes are very all over the place um at 6300 yeah i mean i the rotation is always in flux with brooklyn and i agree with your point there that they're still trying to figure it out so i think Din, dinwiddie has a, a very wide range of what he could play 
mid twenties again, or he could play mid thirties. Like there's, there's an extremely wide range, uh, but that we're okay with that for tournaments. Yeah. I mean, Lonnie Walker has been having some good games and that doesn't help um, Dinwiddie, but I mean, Cam Thomas went bonkers. The other night. He had like 45 actual points. San Antonio at New York facing the Knicks, 223 and a half total here. Knicks, a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, only injury the news that we have here is Vassell is doubtful. Um, he's not expected to play in this one. Go San Antonio first. No Vassell. Uh, any interest here in San Antonio? Tough matchup against the Knicks. Um, another slow paced team. No Vassell. I think that there's like some some uh, extra usage to go around for sure. Wembenyama's price has kind of adjusted appropriately, I think. Um, I could see some room up. Like, I think he's going to land in the 9Ks ultimately this season. So i probably take some shots in tournaments, but I just I don't love this matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, Sohan, I think, is, is playable at 6K. He's still handling the ball quite a bit. A couple of down games for him. Didn't see a ton of minutes last time out either, um, but just – Mid-range price, I think he's okay. And Branham is probably the guy that steps in and starts again for for Vassell. Uh, so forty three hundred for Branham, he's in play as a value piece. One thing you got to remember too is San Antonio's super young. Uh, we saw just absolutely get crushed the other night, um, and like that that's not a good team as far as like Indiana is concerned. So this is a much tougher matchup against a Knicks team that's playing really good basketball. So, I mean, yeah, if this game stays competitive, I, I do like the Branham call because, like, he did start the other night. He's 4,300. Um, he should get run, you know. So, I, I like that call. I think Wimby, obviously, I think he has the highest ceiling on this team. We, I kind of expected Trey Jones to play a little bit more. Um, Sohan got in foul trouble, like, super early in that game. Like, he picked up, like, two really quick fouls. Um and, like, that's one of the reasons that Trey Jones got a little bit more run. So, like, a lot of his minutes were kind of boosted by that. And he didn't get his, like, fourth quarter run because nobody did. I think this is a spot where if you're like, all right, I'm going to play some Jalen Brunson because it's a really good spot for him. And I'm going to run it back with either a Wimby or a Sohan or a Branham and just kind of hope the game stays competitive. Um, Cause I think that's what you're kind of hoping for. If you're playing Brunson uh, is the game just staying competitive. And like, that's what you're hoping for with the Spurs players. Cause that's where their minutes are somewhat consistent. Um, Nick side, I just kind of got done saying it, Keith, um, great spot for Brunson. One of the best matchups um, in the NBA. I don't think I want to play, Julius Randle in this spot just because I, I like Brunson's ceiling more, but I think RJ Barrett would be worth a look in a little bit of tournaments. Um, what are your thoughts on the Knicks? Yeah, it's Brunson, Brunson, Brunson. This is a great spot for him. Um, 8,300 is too cheap of a price tag for this matchup, uh, assuming the game uh, stays close. So I think you are looking for a Spurs run back. That's part of why we were throwing out some of those names. Um, I have a little more interest in in Randall than you do. Um, that's fair. Like, I I could see him going off for fifty in this spot, and at eighty one hundred, I'd certainly take that. Um, I don't know if I get the Barrett. Like, I I get it. It's a fantastic matchup, I, and I probably don't play more than one of these Knicks together. Like, I just I think this is a one one piece from each side type of game stack for me. Um, I I'd be full game stacking the first two games we talked about, but 
like I think this game needs the Spurs need to be able to keep up here. So you just you play one piece from each side, I think. Find the ceiling from the Knicks and, and the guy that's helping keep the game closer the Spurs. The only thing that I'll say is like if you are playing Brunson and you run it back with Wimby, you could go Branham too and make it like a little two one. Um just because yeah, of Branham's price. Um yep. that's that's the only thing I was gonna point out. Um yeah, moving on. We got Miami and Memphis, two nineteen total. <laughs> Remember those games we had at 240? <laughs> uh, Miami, a one-point favorite. Caleb Martin out. Um, Jovic out. Memphis. Adams, Clark, Morant, Rose, Tillman out. Concha, doubtful. This is one of those teams that filled up the whole sheet. All right. Miami first. What do you like here? From my- Bam had a monster game the other night. I, I, we haven't talked about yeah, Miami in like... He, because I mean, we were off on Tuesday, but man, Bam went bonkers against the Lakers. He had a 2020 10 game. Those are very rare. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see that very often at all. And the 10 assists might be even more surprising than the 20 rebounds for Bam. Like, what a performance. Don't expect him to do that again. But I, I do think it's worth noting that Bam's usage has been higher than Butler's this season, which is not the way it has been in the past. So, definitely something to keep an eye on here. Um, Bam is is the preferred target, I would think. Like Jimmy's just not shooting enough. And like you look at Jimmy Butler at eighty one hundred, and you think, man, we should probably have some interest there. But from what we've seen so far this season, I, I'm going to wait and see. Just wait for him to start shooting the ball more. Is basically it. Heroes in play, but don't love the game environment. I won't get to him much. Um, and center is always a strong position, so like that's going to hurt my exposure to Bam as well. Um, it, but I, I will have a sprinkle just because he's been shooting more this season and we just saw the ceiling. If they don't feed Bam in this game against Bismack Biombo, <laughs> they have issues. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, they have issues if that happens. But all right, Memphis side, I talked about a lot of names out. Um, some of those names haven't played a lot this season anyway. Um, but Tillman being out, obviously Bismack Biombo is g- going to jump into that role. He played 26 minutes against Portland the other night in the same type of situation. He had 32 fantasy points. He was minimum salary. He's 5,100 now. Um, I, he's one of those guys that I have written down on my like potential value list. But also, like, let's see what opens up throughout the day, I think, is how you want to approach Biombo here. Because, again, like I think Bam is going to get fed in this game. And that doesn't sound great for Biombo. Um, what do you like here for Memphis? Yeah, I mean, it's a really tough matchup for Biombo, but if he's going to play mid-20s minutes, grab the start again at 5K, probably have to have some interest there. Can always play Bain and Triple J, but not a great spot here against Miami. Like I mentioned, just not a great game environment here. It's weird because there's just not even much value to love here, despite them having a bunch of guys out and you kind of touched on it. They've had a lot of guys out all season long with Jaws suspension. Um, Rose has been out for a couple of games. Um, so, Aldemala to, came back the other day. Uh, same thing. Call. Yeah. Yep. He same played team. 20 minutes. Yeah. I think he has some room up here. I could see him getting quite a bit of run and they're really short in the front court now, especially with Tillman out again, like Tillman's the only new situation here. Um, all of them might see some backup five minutes. Who else do they have? Kenny Lofton? Like, I think well, all of them like, going to play. They cut Roddy's minutes big time on Monday or Sunday. Yeah, he started the game before that. And then Sunday was that weird situation where Tillman was initially started. started he went from starting to rolled out 
Um, and it was all within like five minutes of lock. It was a disaster. I was on projections that day and just <laughs> nothing you can do when we don't get the news. But Biombo went from being projected for like two minutes in garbage time to starting. Yeah. Keith messaged me or we talked about it last week after the football party. He's like, dude, you can't put me on Monday podcast. I had him Sunday night and he's like, can't do that. <laughs> and now I feel even better about moving him off of that. slate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So um glad that I did that. Moving on. We got Phoenix at Chicago. We got some big injury news on this one. Two twenty-one and a half. Chicago one point favorite. Chicago's injury report is clean. Beal is questionable. Booker is out. Lee is out for Phoenix. We'll start with them. Um, I mean, Booker being out is huge. More than Beal, um, in my opinion. I think that Beal um, being questionable, I know he's getting close to playing. I don't even know what we'll see minutes-wise when he does come back here. I think this is a spot, again, we look at these top-end plays, who has that ceiling, who doesn't. Um, Durant's going to have to be up there, I feel like. I also think that, like, Allen and Goodwin and Okaji, they're all okay here. Um, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, it definitely depends on Beal, and I agree with you. Like, it, we're going to have to guess on his minutes. Like, they'll probably come out and say he'll have a minutes restriction, but I I doubt they'll tell us. It. Like, they're not going to say he's going to play 28 to 30 minutes. Like, they're just going to say he has a restriction. Um, if I had to just take a wild guess right now, I'd say, like, 26 to 28 is probably the right range. I don't think he's getting over 30 in the spot. Um if he's out, I have a lot of interest here in Phoenix. Um, Eric Gordon would become extremely interesting at 5,700 if Beal is out. If he's in, then I don't know. It gets pretty tough because like he's going to take up enough usage while he's out there that, that everybody else is pretty much overpriced. But interest in Durant either way. I like that call. He's definitely going to be the alpha um, with Booker out. Should shoot a ton in the spot. Chicago's not great on defense. They do play really slow, which is not not great. Um, but Durant has ceiling for sure. Durant's attempted 117 shots with Booker off the floor. Eric Gordon's attempted 79. He has a 21% usage rate. Um, so he's played the second most minutes. Grayson Allen, third most minutes. Um, he doesn't have as big a usage rate, but his fantasy point per minute production is really solid. So potential value... I want Beal to be out to get to Allen. I think Gordon's in play regardless uh, with Booker out. I feel like he's the guy that is going to benefit. They just seem to trust the veteran right now. Um, we we also should note, I don't think he's like super playable, but like Nurkic should have to play minutes in this game going up against Vooch. I don't, they don't love using Eubanks a lot, so I think that Nurkic could get really solid minutes here against Vooch. Chicago side... They're a tough team to kind of figure out, but now like we're starting to get these prices like in this range where like playing one of these top three Chicago players is doable. Uh, what do you like here for the Bulls? Yeah, I mean, the, like they've been cheap all season long and they've been playing horribly. So it, like it makes sense, but I think that you could certainly find a 50, like all, all three of them have ceiling. Like they could put up 50 DK points in any, any matchup. Basically they just haven't done it so far this season. Um, I think Levine is my favorite as a ceiling play. Um, he's like, they're all in the 73 to 7,500. I, I definitely don't play them together. I generally always make a group of only allow one of those stars in any lineup. Uh, but those are the three you're playing. I don't think you're like Kobe White's price is now adjusted to where I don't know that there's much, much ceiling left there. Um, 
Levine would be my favorite of the three stars. I think you can play any of the three, just wouldn't play more than one in a lineup. I don't think Kobe White's too crazy um, at 5,300. Like we do, we like the price tag was under 5K, but I think Kobe White, I mean, close games, he's still getting 30 plus minutes. Um, Even in like the Utah game the other night, he didn't get his like, none of the starters got that like full fourth quarter run uh, because the game kind of got out of hand um, against the Jazz. So I think at 5,300, I don't hate Kobe White. I just, again, I feel like as the day progresses, we're going to find better value plays than Kobe White, Torrey Craig type players. Um, so that, that's just where I'm at with those guys. Cleveland at OKC, 229.5 total in this game. Cleveland, a two and a half point favorite. Jerome and Okoro out for Cleveland. Kendrick Williams out for the Thunder. And Lou Dort questionable uh the big thing here is sga is back and good to go came back monday right yeah monday played 37 minutes normal minutes good to go no worries whatsoever if you were concerned about him playing monday cleveland first here uh anything that you like for the Cavs? i don't know if i can get too much here um garland is really cheap um Still seeing right around 30 minutes, though. I don't know that they're going to let him fully fully run out there for like 35 minutes, uh, but I don't mind the price tag on Garland. You can always play Mitchell for a ceiling. With Jared Allen back, I don't think I'm getting to any Mobley or or even Allen for that matter. Let me check his minutes here real quick. 28 in the last one. Of the two bigs, I, I think I would prefer Allen just to, to save the money, but Mitchell for ceiling, Garland is slightly underpriced. Or about all I'm looking at here. I was quickly trying to pull up and see if Allen's rebounding prop is out. Um, and I'm struggling to find it. So I don't think it's out yet. Um, I was looking at prize picks. I haven't looked on any sports books yet. But that would be, I think that'd be what I'd be interested in the most here is like Allen's um, rebounding prop with him getting a few extra minutes. Um, see, it's nine and a half. I think that's really close to kind of, I would probably wanted a little, I wanted eight and a half, I think. But it just yeah. seems like this is a spot Jared Allen could have a really successful type of game against these young um, Thunder front court players. So, but I, I just don't want to pay sixty two hundred for a guy where I don't trust his minutes. Uh, but it, I think it's a great sign that he got twenty eight minutes against Golden State last game. Uh, they're a team that doesn't typically play um, big, so that was a good sign. Thunder side of this game, I mean, you could play SGA in this spot. Um, you know, everyone knows how much I like Chet Holmgren. Um, I think he's a very talented young player. Jalen Williams with SGA being back, I think now we kind of wait for him to get back down to like 6 k range if he does get down there. I think it's SGA. It's Holmgren. And if Dort sits, I think if we get news that like Isaiah Joe or um, – Wallace start they're both cheap enough um that you could potentially take some shots yeah I mean you, SGA has been playing incredible this season certainly he he's in play it's just how much can you get to him where's he rank among your your prioritization of the the stars but he certainly has as much ceiling as anybody not a great matchup here against Cleveland um so I think he comes in pretty low owned here um certainly don't mind playing him in a lineup or two um the Dort situation I think is interesting because of those guys you mentioned. Wallace's price has come up, so I would hope that Joe is the guy that jumps in. 
he can be a frustrating to roster at times, but he, he certainly isn't afraid to shoot the ball. Um, Jalen Williams is getting expensive. Like the price on these Thunder is, is coming up quite a bit, um, which they, it should be because they've been playing well. Um, I think Chet of the other guys is, is my, would be my next look. Maybe his price hasn't quite adjusted. He's a guy who can do it with stocks as well. Um, rebounding is really coming around on Chet. This is obviously an awful rebounding matchup with Allen and, and Mobley on the other side, like you were talking about, but nice to see, like, that was the w- one thing we were kind of waiting on to come around with Chet. He's been shooting well, but the, he, he was not rebounding much to start. Had, that's changed over the last couple of games. So I think there's still upside for, uh, for Holmgren at 7,800. All right. New Orleans at Minnesota. Um, click the wrong thing there. 220 and a half total Minnesota, a seven point favorite. New Orleans, another team that has a ton of injuries here. Alvarado, Marshall, Murphy, McCollum out. Herb Jones questionable. Um, McLaughlin on Minnesota is out. We'll start here with the Pelicans. Uh, anything that you like here for New Orleans? Minnesota's been awesome on defense. Um, but they that have. said, McCollum is out, and we saw Zion what Zion did without McCollum. Um, nearly had a triple double, went for 51 DK points. So have to have interest in Zion. Don't care what the matchup is. He can smash in, in any matchup. Probably don't get to Ingram. Um, just because like you're gonna see Zion handle the ball more. That triple upside triple double upside, I think, is, is real. If Herb Jones is out, I think we can hunt some value here. Jordan Hawkins went absolutely nuclear in the last game. Um, Dude's a baller. I am. Yeah, I am quickly <laughs> becoming a Jordan Hawkins fan. Uh, I was frustrated. He was chalk on that in that Atlanta game because he jumped into the starting lineup, um, and he he failed on us that day. But man, did he make up for it in the last one against Denver? So Hawkins at forty seven hundred, definitely a guy you want to look at. Uh, part of the reason he failed on Saturday was because um, was it Matt Ryan w- was going off, or I don't, actually Ryan didn't play well either. So I don't. I think Daniels and Ryan are in play too if if Herb is out, but it's definitely Hawkins would be the first look. Yeah, I mean, I think Hawkins is playable regardless um, in this spot. Like you said, though, we have to respect Minnesota's defense. They have been phenomenal uh, to start the season. You know. As much as I mess with my magic, I mean, they've been playing really good defense as well. Um, so these two teams have been two of the best defensive teams to start the season. And I mean, if we look at just like fantasy production too, Minnesota is allowing like the least amount of fantasy points per game to opposing teams. And it's by like a large margin too. So just throwing that out there might be a spot we kind of just hope that maybe like this is a spot like Hawkins at 4,700 becomes like Uber chalk. And we're just like, all right, maybe this is a spot we take, you know, Jordan Hawkins off type of play. Um, I don't hate that idea either, but again, like I am, a, I'm a fan. I've be quickly became a fan of uh, Jordan Hawkins. He's had some good games here recently. He had a good game Monday night. All right. Minnesota side. Uh, I mean, I know Prize Picks was doing like a taco with Anthony Edwards, so I got that like point um, projection more than a little while ago for him. But overall, like a team that I don't necessarily love in DFS. Um, talked about Gobert, Gobert the other night, dude. I I got Gobert right, and he just 
he shot two for 11 from the free throw line. Like the extra, extra eight points would have been so fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, ah, man, gosh, anyway, what are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, with, with Towns and Edwards, both there, like certainly either one of them could find a ceiling, but together they, they don't find it as often, often as you want them to, um, Ant would be my preferred play of those two, and that's where I'd look for ceiling. Nas Reed as a potential value play, just because he's such a big per minute producer. Um, he's been seeing solid minutes too, uh, mid or low twenties minutes basically most of the season. They're playing him a bunch next to one of Cat or Gobert, so nice that they've kind of slid him into the the four spot while the other guy plays the five, um, just to help get him on the court because he's really good when he's out there. So forty six hundred for Nas would be the the other place I'm looking. Yeah, I don't mind that call. Um, I think that's a good call. And McLaughlin being out, like this dude's playing like four minutes a night. No, does not matter. What's over? Detroit at Milwaukee, 227 total. Milwaukee, a 12-point favorite. Bogdanovich, Burks, Harris, Ivy, Livers, Morris, out, Duren, questionable. So everyone's ruled out night before except for Duren. Middleton going to get the night off uh, for rest purposes for injury management. Very smart choice. That's <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> um, all right. Half Detroit's team is out. We've already kind of talked about this. Um, tough matchup against Milwaukee, kind of. Milwaukee has not been playing great defense to start the season. Um, maybe this is a spot where you're like, all right, Cunningham's expensive. Maybe Sasser and Hayes and Stewart and Thompson are the plays here for Detroit. Because, I mean, if this game stays remotely close, these guys are all going to have to play big minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is your first look for value on the slate. You've talked about Milwaukee's defense, and it makes sense. Like, Dame's up there in age now, and Drew was one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. So, like, that swap from Drew down to Dame, like, it, it makes sense why their defense has taken a step back. Giannis is still one of the best in the league, obviously, but um, I don't know. We'll have to see where where Milwaukee's defensive rating ultimately lands, but definitely worth noting they have not been near the elite defensive team that we've seen over the past couple seasons. Um, agree, like, I think you're just hunting value here. Asar Thompson is a guy I don't mind going mid-range with. He's been playing awesome this, this year. Um, his rebounds have been incredible, and they're not slowing down. He's just been consistently grabbing 7 to 10 rebounds that that's unexpected. Um, not, not the way he profiled at all, but I, I mean, he's been doing it consistently. So I I'm buying it. Um, still isn't quite a price adjusted for the, for that type of role. So 6,900 for Thompson like that. Sasser is the guy I, I think is going to be massively owned here at 4,500. Um, don't hate it. Uh, he's going to play the minutes 33 in the last one, 30 before that, um, had one really good game and, and one not so great game. So at 4,500, I, I don't think you can ignore that. You got to go right back to him. If Duren is out, Bagley's going to be projected through the roof again. We saw him fail as massive chalk on Monday night. But I, another guy that I just I don't think you can ignore the price tag and the role that he's going to have. So um, if Duren's out, I love Bagley. I, I love Sasser either way. Killian Hayes is, is certainly in play. Stewart's in play. Like they're all just underpriced because they're missing so many guys. This is literally one of those spots you might end up playing like two or three of these guys just yeah. based off of pure value. Um, and it's one of those weird situations too where you don't necessarily need to run it back with any Milwaukee players um, because Detroit's missing so many people. And 
Milwaukee's kind of priced appropriately. So love Hayes, really like Sasser. Um, Milwaukee, like Middleton being out matters a little bit. You know, maybe a few extra minutes for like a Malik Beasley type player. And he's cheaper. Um, but like Giannis, Giannis finally went over 60. Um, <laughs> his price continues to creep down. I don't think this is a Giannis ceiling spot. I don't think this is a Lillard ceiling spot. So, like, if anything, I'm looking at, like, Lopez, Portis, or Beasley. Um, I'm not going out of my way to play a lot of Milwaukee players. So, I think the Duren news matters for the Milwaukee side here as well because Duren is is an outstanding defender down in the post where if, if it's Bagley and Wiseman, they are not great defenders. So, I think it would be a Giannis spot if Duren is out. But I, I agree with you. If Duren is in, it's a tough spot for him. Um, but I am watching that Duran news because 10-5 Giannis, it, like he could go for 75, I think, if Duran is out. So I'd, I'd be very interested in Giannis if that is how it, the injury news plays out. I don't have a ton of interest in anything else here in, in Milwaukee. Don't hate the Beasley call as a value play. Just He's not an exciting guy. I, I definitely prefer the Detroit guys. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it for Milwaukee. I'm just going to say one thing really quick. This isn't my let's go weird GPP play, but I could see Bobby Portis being that guy today. Like Detroit uses a bunch of big guys. Bobby Portis getting an extra couple of minutes here, playing that like 25 to 30 minute type of game and just having a Bobby Portis like 30 fantasy point game. And I, I still don't think like he has that like 40 point game. I just think Bobby Portis is going to be one of those weird like nobody's on him type plays today. Just a, I like just, that call. Yeah, yeah, just a little gutty call. Crowder could be interesting too. He's only thirty nine hundred. That's that's a cheap price. He's going to play a ton of minutes. He could rack he up some sees, defensive stats in this game. He probably yeah for sure. Uh, he probably plays thirty minutes in the spot. Maybe Milwaukee runbacks are there. Let's see what projections think. We got L A at Houston. The Lakers that is two eighteen and a half. Lakers a two and a half point favorite. I think this is the biggest news on the slate that we don't have. Like Bradley Beal, yeah, matters, but like Anthony Davis being questionable is huge. It is it's just massive. Um Hayes is questionable. Vincent and Vanderbilt are out. Um and Hachimara, who had the concussion, is probable, um, which matters as well with Anthony Davis news. So uh let's talk Anthony Davis in. Let's talk Anthony Davis out. Um, my first thing, if Anthony Davis sits in this game, Christian Wood might be that guy that I start lineups with. Yeah, he would be in a great spot for sure. 5,100 and in line for more minutes. Um, I will, I do want to talk about Houston's defense though. Like they've been much better on the defensive end last season. They were one of the best matchups in fantasy. They're also playing at a much slower pace. I don't know if that's the addition of Fred Van Vliet or why they're playing so slow this year. Um, but Van, Van Vliet is used to playing slow with Toronto and it's just kind of come over to this Houston team as well. I expect they tick up a little bit and they're literally playing at the slowest pace in the league right now, but I think it gets a little faster, but they're not quite the same matchup that they were last season. That said, if Davis is out, I don't care what the matchup is. You can play wood, you play LeBron for sure. Um, uh, Austin Reeves finally got out of his little slump and went absolutely nuts last game. Uh, almost put up a triple double. I've been, I like, I've been waiting for Austin Reeves to uh, do his thing this season. I think he's going to be a really solid producer in a bunch of categories uh, for this Lakers team. Fifty eight hundred. I think you can go right back to him. 
Uh, Russell is, I don't love the price on Russell. If Davis is out, that would change for sure though, because he, there, there would be plenty of usage to go around Russell at 6,600 to get a bunch of shots up. Yeah. I mean, if Davis is out, look at LeBron, look at Russell, look at Reeves, look at wood. And remember where this game is at. Christian wood has played on like a gazillion teams already in his career, but he did play two years in Houston. Um, little extra motivation. Just, just saying, um, narrative street. I, yeah, overall, um, I think LeBron is just a guy that if Anthony Davis is out, could have a big game here. And then, like, maybe a guy like Cam Reddish gets a few extra minutes. I just don't know if we'll need him for what it's worth. If Anthony Davis plays, I don't have a ton of interest in the Lakers. Um, I mean, I, I always, you know, think that Austin Reeves is someone you could play regardless because I do think, like, he does have triple-double upside and he's never owned. Uh, yeah. So, Throwing his name out there on the Houston side of things. <sighs> Tough team to kind of figure out. I feel I feel like I still like want Jalen Green and Sangoon to be the plays. Yeah, I mean, they're they're certainly more fun to roster than Fred Van Vliet, but I think Van Vliet is the guy. I mean, Shingoon has the most upside, but I think Van Vliet is right there with him. Uh he's been wildly inconsistent this season. Uh I, he was chalk Monday night and just put up an absolute dud after smashing the same team a couple of days before that. So he's inconsistent, but there's certainly ceiling there at, at 7,700 as much as he has the ball in his hands. Um, I like the Jalen Green call. I think it's a good spot for him. I can certainly get there at 6,300. Um, let me see. Probably Brooks's price is adjusted enough. I don't think he's an option any longer. Jabari Smith, I think, is okay, but another guy whose price has, has come up um yeah don't love much else on the houston side i think it's shangun van vliet and jalen green we should note that uh tari eason is trending in the direction of coming back they did say he has a 15 minute minute limit here so he doesn't matter as a play but could eat into a couple minutes yeah i'd be very scared for one of jabari smith or shangun i don't know exactly which one it would be but one of them is going to take a minute's hit yep I would assume that it could be a little bit of both. But yeah. Jabari Smith... Right, like, which would make them is, both overpriced. Yeah, Jabari Smith's minutes are all over the place anyway. I, I just think this is a spot we take some shots on Jalen Green. All right, Toronto at Dallas. 224.5 total. Dallas, 5.5 point favorite. Precious and Kleber on both sides. Questionable. Going to Toronto first. Uh, any interest here in Toronto? It's impressive what Scotty Barnes has been doing, but I don't know that this is the matchup. The price is almost adjusted now, uh, but man, Scotty Barnes is a guy we're going to play a ton of this season. I just don't love the matchup here is the only thing. Siakam at 8,200, like that price jumps off the page, but it's because Scotty Barnes has Siakam's (laughs) old role is the problem. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure I'm getting to anything here. Schroeder's been priced appropriately now, finally. He was a value to start the season. Ananobi is priced okay. Like, if you want to go that route, that's fine. I just don't love the game environment here. Um, pricing is kind of adjusted appropriately now on, on this Toronto team. So i probably sit, sit the Toronto side out. Yeah, and, like, Dennis Schroeder's assists, um, assist props have caught up too. So, like, you know, that's just something – we were able to take advantage of uh, for, I mean, I feel almost like a week and a half was getting his assist props and projections, depending on like if you're in the prop market or the fantasy pick'em sites. sites. Um, it was like six and a half for like a week and a half. 
Um, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Toronto. I will say, like, if I'm in the range of Scotty Barnes, he's always going to be an option for me. It's just whether or not, like, I get to him or somebody else here. Um, Jakob Podol is someone that I don't hate here at 6K. This is a spot. There's a young center on the other side for Dallas. If Kleber doesn't play too, I could see Podol having a, a really solid game and trusted his minutes a little bit more. He's played at least 28 minutes in four straight games. So I think we were just patiently waiting for the minutes for him. Um, but if Precious continues to miss, I, I don't mind going there. It is it is worth noting that um and I only Monday night I was asked about this about whether Dallas would go small. They were playing Orlando, who was without Wendell Carter Jr. Right. And somebody asked me on Crunch Time or Grinders Live if I thought Gogo would be in danger of losing minutes. And it turned out that kind of did happen. They only played lively in 16 minutes in that game. Um, it was foul trouble related more than rotation related, though. Um, he had five fouls in that game. If if that kind of happens again, I would be a little concerned about uh, Pirtle's minutes. But he's I, I don't hate the call at all if he's getting 28 minutes in the spot. Um, Lively is a better defender than the, what they've rolled out in the past, but he's he's still a young guy, and, and Pirtle should have his way with him. All right, well, talk to me about Dallas. Um, Kyrie and Luca playing together. Luca's 12K. I mean, tough ask. You can't really look at the last game because my magic are just uh, just studs on defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think Luca at 12K is a lot. On a on a fourteen game slate, not saying that I wouldn't do it because it's Luca, but with Kyrie playing with him, I think twelve K is a tough ask. I think nine K for Kyrie is more appealing than twelve K for Luca for what it's worth, but I don't think I play either one of them. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in Dallas. I could see like Grant Williams getting extra run here because of like the type of like lineups that Toronto rolls out. So maybe him or like if he really wanted to go crazy in tournaments like a Derek Jones Jr. at 3,900, getting a few extra minutes in this game because of how, you know, Toronto likes to play. Um, I think he started against the Magic, if I remember correctly as well. I'll have to look really quick. He started the last two or three, I think. Yeah, I, I remember I remember like realizing that when like the Magic, when I was watching the game, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. And now. He really hasn't like had the scoring lately, but I mean the minutes are there. So yeah, he started against the Magic. I thought so. Um, he didn't close the game though, which is always kind of concerning. Um, they closed the game with Dwight Powell in that one. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think I'm playing Luca, and that's that's scary to think of. But he's more expensive than a lot of studs that I really want to play, and he's facing the second slowest team in the NBA. So can he pay off 12K in this? in this matchup certainly i just don't think that it happens often enough where i want to be way over the field on him i don't think he's i don't think anybody's playing him today honestly but i think it makes sense and nobody played him on monday either and it made sense like the magic held him to 45 dk points even if he gets 55 in this spot or 60 like you don't have to have him at 12k so i'm not interested in in Kyrie because of the matchup as well um I, this is a game i'm largely avoiding Golden State at Denver, 227.5 total here. Denver, a three and a half point favorite. Draymond questionable. Jamal Murray out. Uh, let's talk Golden State side first. Uh, Draymond matters because Chris Paul's price has climbed back down a little bit. It's still a little bit higher than I think we want it to be. But if he's out, you know, Chris Paul definitely benefits the most. What are your thoughts here on the Warriors? 
if Draymond is in, I don't have a ton of interest. Um, you can always play some Steph, but if you're if you're if you're doing the Steph Jokic stack, you're going to be hunting. You're going to need some value real real <laughs> quick. Um, so I Detroit probably, stack, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I probably end up like if Draymond's out, then I love the Paul call, and I think that's just a beautiful run back for your Jokic stuff. Um, I think I can get to some clay. I know I'm going to be playing Jokic, and, and I'm going to want something from this Golden State side. Um, so if Draymond in, it's probably Clay. Draymond out, it's Chris Paul. I think you can take a, a shot on uh, some Kaminga if Dr- Draymond is out as well. Um, man, Wiggins is cheap, but he just he has been awful this season. I don't think I can do it until we see him play a little bit better. Yeah, the price. Um, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times. The price is so appealing. It just hasn't done anything, and his minutes have been cut. So maybe like if Draymond sits, they need Wiggins to play like a more pivotal role here, and like he gets a few extra minutes. But I mean, I don't know if you can trust it. If Draymond sits here, I think you could potentially take some shots on Kaminga in large field tournaments as a, a lower owned value play. But I don't have a ton of interest in the Warriors. I do have a ton of interest in Denver, though. Um, I talked about it on, I think it was Monday, with Jamal Murray being out, we should see Aaron Gordon rebound more. Well, guess what? I'm going to give you my morning grind rebound prop right now. Aaron Gordon (laughs) is at six and a half. Uh, Just take advantage of this right now. His rebounding rate goes through the roof when Jamal Murray is off the floor. And again, Jokic is going to have the ball in his hands more. Aaron Gordon should continue to rebound really well. Michael Porter Jr., showed up and played basketball the other night. That was really good to see because he has uber amount of talent and Jokic, man. I mean, took 24 shots, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, was just diamond. He was just giving out dimes. Um, Like Denver, again, uh, just I want to try to find that run back option. I don't think I have to, but yeah, I mean, I like Denver a lot. Well, part of the reason I want to find runbacks is because I want to play two, at least two of these guys, and that's for the exact reasons that you just hammered. Um, MPJ played awesome. Aaron Gordon played awesome. So it's not just Jokic. Like, lock in the Jokic triple-double. That's more than likely happening. Uh, and then you've got uh, MPJ and Gord- Gordon in better roles as well, more usage, more rebounding because Jokic is away from the basket a little bit more. It's just it's an awesome spot for those three guys. Um and if I'm playing two, two or three of them, then I definitely want a Golden State guy on the other side. But Jokic will be one of my highest owned guys on the slate. I do think he is totally worth that near 12K price tag. Another part of the reason that I just don't have interest in Luka on this slate. But Denver in a great spot. Without without Murray, everybody sees a nice little bunker. Yeah, I think the like top-end players between like Jokic, Embiid, Durant, Tatum, SGA, uh, one of the reasons that I don't think you have to get to Luka today. Like Luka and Kyrie both healthy. Give me one of these guys in the other situation. And, like, Jokic is just going to have the ball in his hands so much, just so much that I think he has to be the, like, top spend up on the slate. And for everyone that was, like, worried or, like, that played Reggie Jackson, I don't think he plays more than 25 minutes. Um, He didn't get, like, the last two minutes of the game, but none of the starters did, and he still only played 24 minutes. Um, They used Braun um let's be a little bit oh julian strother i wanted to mention him uh his usage rate off the bench the other night was massive i don't know if it keeps up but he played 19 minutes and his usage rate was through the roof like he just controlled everything and put up a ton of shots with the second unit so 
I don't know if he can stay and shoot five, make five threes again, but he's minimum salary, and I think he plays 20 close minutes, like 20-ish minutes again. So somebody who is forced to pay attention to the preseason NBA, yeah. I'm telling this kid's legit. He was he was balling in the preseason just like this. Uh, he he can absolutely score the basketball. So I think uh, that's an awesome get weird GPP play. Yeah, well, it might already be written down, so don't. I, I wasn't <laughs> right. even gonna bring him up, but <laughs> I was no, gonna I, bring I up every. Oh. I was gonna bring up everything I just said at during the game, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I, I won't steal it from you, but I, I absolutely love the call. No, I mean, like, the minutes, the fact that they gave him 20 minutes the other night was a good sign. The fact that he didn't play garbage time, I think, is a good sign. That means they definitely, you know, respect his role. So I think this is a spot, if he plays 20 minutes and you get, like, that 25-point plus, and he's going to have to do it all in points. He's just He was just out there shooting. Like, he ain't going for rebounds, he's shooting. So it's very, very risky. But, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting play today. Portland at Sacramento, 220 and a half total. Sacramento, an eight and a half point favorites. Um, the injury report is really weird because they neither team had submitted their injury report yet. Um, we know that Fox is not going to play. We know Scoot Henderson is not going to play. Um, those are the two big ones anyway. And we know that Robert Williams is going to miss um, extended time as well. So we know those three injuries. Going to Portland first. Nobody behind DeAndre Ayton anymore. Um, I mean, Jabari Walker is there. I don't think they want to play him a ton of minutes. I don't necessarily hate this spot for DeAndre Ayton playing 35-plus minutes. I think this is a spot he could go for like 40-plus fantasy points kind of under the radar here at the last game of the night. Yeah, I like that call. Um, the prices have come up a little bit on Sharp. He's a guy we've been playing a ton here recently without Scoot and without Simons. Um, he's still very playable. Brogdon's still very playable as well. But with both of those guys getting insane price bumps, not insane, justified price bumps, I would say, uh, for their roles without Scoot and Simons, uh, the Aiton pivot is, is looks really good because he, while he's gotten a little bump, it's not up like 1,500 like the other guys. He's up more like 500. So 7K Aiton, I can get behind that, like that call. Um, Sharp and Brogdon certainly have massive stealing, ceiling still. I think those are the plays that you're looking to. Jeremy Grant's in play as well. Not a guy that I roster a ton, but he, man, he's been playing a ton of minutes here with, with the injuries they're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, I think Portland with the injuries, like their role, the, the minutes are very condensed right now. Um, so like getting exposure to these guys makes sense. It's just the pricing is starting to catch up. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where, where I'm at with this team. Um, I do, like I said, though, I think this is a fantastic spot for DeAndre Aiden. He would be the guy that I, I have circle for Portland. Um, like, again, we talk about, like, pivoting. You know, if you know you're way behind going in the late game, you have Jokic, and you need to pivot um, and just say, I'm going to pivot and have a 2v2, get off the Denver chalk and say, I'm going to play Aiden and somebody else, you know, type of thing. So it doesn't always work out, but when it does, it's nice because you thought you were going to lose anyway. Uh, and you can't make up when you're when you're got two chalky guys sitting there usually. Sacramento side of this game, with Fox being out, we you know we want some production. Um, the production just just hasn't come. You know, you talked about how good Houston's been on defense, so like we do have to like factor that into the last game. But like the minutes are all over the place. Mitchell's starting. I think he would be the guy if you're taking shots. He would be the guy. But I I feel like Monk has a higher upside. He's six K now. 
Like the price tag stuff. Keegan Murray can't shoot anything right now, and Sabonis is 10K, and he just doesn't even come close to like these other guys in this price range. So I'm just struggling to play anything here from Sacramento. I mean, Sabonis is in play just because of the ceiling. He doesn't get the the bump that you want him to when Fox is out, though. It's just, it's really frustrating. I mean, it's I, I think it's got to be because of the pick and roll stuff that they do just gets him open looks. But um, you want Sabonis to be better than he is without Fox, that's for sure. Monk is a guy I played a ton on Monday night. Didn't work. I probably sprinkle him back in here. Um, they just they scored ninety seven points, and he's a guy I think they're going to look to to be a scorer in this spot um, without Fox. Like Murray struggling with his shot. They need points from somebody, and I think Monk is a guy that can give it to him. I don't love the price. He doesn't do a ton peripherally. Peripherally, he'll get you some assist at times, uh, but doesn't rebound much. Doesn't play much defense. So. I don't know. I, I just I think he can score 20, 25 actual points in this spot. I think he can get there at 6K, but it, it's a risky proposition for sure. Mitchell doesn't do enough for me now that he's for, like 4,800. If he was 3,800, I'd be interested. 4,800, probably don't get there. Um, I, I'm going to keep playing Murray. I, I just I believe in the talent. He did finally make two threes at least after being one for 15 in the two games before that. So maybe <laughs> it's starting to get come together for him. Like this is a guy he's gonna keep chucking. They they've requested that he keeps chucking, so he's gonna get the shot dialed in. He was a guy that shot awesome from behind the line, the three point line last season. It'll come back eventually. I'm gonna keep playing him as until it does, and and the price adjusts for it. All right, Mister Preseason Man, um, do we think that Ellis earned extra minutes finally the other night? Like he he only played the fourth quarter. I mean, he played two minutes in the third quarter, but. They, I feel like they're starting to be done with Donovan Mitchell. He's not good. Um, like he was minus 30 the other night, minus 30. Um, Ellis, he shot fantastic from the field. He had four three pointers. He was chucking in garbage time. I get all that. But like, does he show a little spark where like Donovan Mitchell doesn't? And like, I don't they, think we're playing not, him. They. We're not, yeah, we're, yeah. Listen, <laughs> big difference. You're right. Um, we're not <laughs> playing Ellis. Him, we're not playing Ellis on this slate, but like, I think this is something we should pay attention to, um, whether or not like he gets any first half run here. And that, like, that's all I kind of want to see from Ellis because we are going to get into these slates where we're going to need a little bit of value. And like, if we can get ahead of this one, um, cause Fox is out a couple more weeks, right? Like this isn't, it's an ankle, right? He like a bad ankle sprain. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, interesting call. I mean, I think that's very similar to your your Strother call, like a, just a guy that can score a ton. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do. I agree. We saw saw Davion fail in this spot without Fox a lot last year also. It's not like this is a new thing where Mitchell gets an opportunity and, and he just doesn't do anything <laughs> with it. Um, that's why I don't want to play him because he just doesn't produce. Um if Ellis ran into 20 minutes here, man, he could smash it at uh, 3K. So, Come on, coach. Know. Start him. Yeah, He he deserves the start over Mitchell. Let's go. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, it'd be wild. That's for sure. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Big 14-game slate. Make sure you're paying attention to projections and stuff throughout the day. Projection team. I know Keith is on the projection team. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot of work for everyone. So uh, if you're a premium subscriber... Make sure you're doing that. If you're not a premium subscriber, come hang out with us in Discord. The NBA channel in Discord is free. It's free. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Um, it's free. 
I'm in NBA channel, NFL channels all the time. They're both free now. Um, so come hang out. All right. I gave you enough time to figure out some answers here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to Sasser. He, I know he failed, failed on Monday. Marcus Sasser, still 4,500. It probably starts again with everybody. 14-game <laughs> slate, and he picked the guy I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he looks great. I wrote down two because I figured you were going to be on Sasser too. He'll, I, I wrote down Killian Hayes. We're gonna we're gonna stick on this I Detroit train here. Um, I just thought it was funny that anybody watching on YouTube got to see my notebook right there. Um, Fourteen games late, and me and Keith are on the same value play. <laughs> uh, over eight K to go under five X. Who is your bust today? Luca is just too expensive. Um, Houston's been playing better defense. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think Luca gets there. It's been working. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, give me Giannis at 10-5. I don't think this is a ceiling spot. Good matchup, but, I mean, it was only the, the third time this year he's taken over 20 shots in a game. And it was the first time this year he's taken over 25 shots in the game. Give me Giannis. And, like, he took 27 shots and shot 55% from the field, scored 36 actual points, and he still only had 62 fantasy points. So, like, he's barely, barely getting that 6x. Um, favorite six X play today. Who do you got? Lamelo Ball, awesome matchup. Washington's the best matchup in the NBA so far this season. I don't see that going away anytime soon. Eighty nine hundred for a guy who just put up a thirty point triple double. I think he's in line for another triple double here in this spot. I was gonna say Jokic, but that's not fun. Let's go off the board a little bit with this one. Let's go Jalen Brunson. I think this is a fantastic spot today for Jalen Brunson. Love that. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. I like Nas Reed. I don't think he's going to get ownership with all the Detroit value that we have. He's kind of in that same low 4K price range as all of them. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. You can run it back with some of that New Orleans value with McCollum out. So I'll, I'll have a good amount of Nas. Hopefully he doesn't get too too popular. I already said mine. 31% usage rate the other night uh, for Julian Strother off the bench was just absolutely chucking. No reason that he shouldn't do it again. Um, if he if he gets hot, it could easily work out. If it doesn't, he, he crashes and burns. But at minimum salary on a 14-game slate, if he gets hot, he could be a huge difference maker in tournaments. So that's what I always like to look for on these big slates. Let's roll it out there. Uh, let's get to the betting portion. A prop or a bet that you like or a fantasy pick and play. What do you got for us? A guy that I've been going to a bunch because I don't think the books have adjusted to his role yet. Scotty Barnes, over or more than 34.5 points, rebounds, assists. Guy has put up 30, at least 34 in each of his last five games. He's been in that 37, 38, 40 range in all these games as well. He's just he's handling the ball a ton. Don't love the matchup for DFS, but I think he can get over 34 and a half uh, re- points, rebounds, assists. I'm going to keep riding it. I already said it. I absolutely love this one. Aaron Gordon, more than seven rebounds on prize picks. But if you're on the sports books, it's about minus 130 for six and a half. So um, however you partake in a player projection, um, I like Aaron Gordon more than Seven rebounds. Um, I think the no- number's too low with Murray out. We're going to see this adjust. I also like Kuzma over uh, 22 and a half points. So, uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
it's going to be a monster. Lots of decisions to make. We'll we'll see what kind of injury news we get and how crazy it gets. But we we got in, uh, this one in in under ninety minutes. That was kind of where I was having this one projected with so many games. But <laughs> we nice, quick, swift show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, when we get a fourteen game basketball slate and it's under ninety minutes, we won. Um, so yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take that. Back tomorrow with Keith again. We're going to talk NFL uh, week nine. Nine? Yeah, I think it's week nine. Is it 10? Is it week 10? I think it's 10. All right. I'm looking now because will I write down the wrong thing last week? I did. All right. Whatever. Um, (laughs) We'll be back (laughs) talking football tomorrow because there's only two NBA games. We're going to skip NBA on Thursday, talk NFL. We'll be back with NBA on Friday. I think it's a a 10-game slate for the in-season tournament. So hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us live on YouTube. Um, If you haven't already, subscribe to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We're trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. We're getting close. We're like 800-something. I don't know. Thank you, everyone that has subscribed. If you haven't, why haven't you? Back tomorrow. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you then.